Hello, hello, this is Alex Mathers, and this is episode number two of tentatively named Stroll with Alex. And as I say that, it doesn't really roll off the tongue, but perhaps it's a name that's going to grow on me as we progress through these daily mini-cast podcast casts. Thank you for uh, dedicating a small chunk of your day to listening to me. I wanted to use this opportunity, this brief window of spreading my message through the interwaves, the airwaves, to uh, give you some sort of a, a reasoning behind why you'd want to listen to, to Alex Mathers. Who am I? Many of you have heard my story, but for those of you who haven't, I'm going to use this opportunity to chat about me and my intentions for this podcast. Although I gave a little bit of a hint in the previous episode, I'm going to be talking all kinds of stuff, but there are going to be audio sound bites that might very well be of interest to many of you. And for those of you who've been following my stuff uh, up until now, content, subject matter, topics will be related, expanded on, and extrapolated out of based on everything I've already been talking about. And um, yeah, this will be an interesting episode for you if you want to hear more about who I am. So let's go into that. Why on earth would you want to listen to a bloke called Alex Mathers, some English chap, chatting about his interests, why would you spend and carve out valuable time for this? So let's go into who I am. I'm basically an illustrator, a writer, and a coach. Although these are just labels, I'm very, very allergic to labeling things, and I don't like to put labels on anything. But if I was to label myself, those would be the three standout features of what I do. I'm not really an illustrator professionally anymore. I'll do, I do a bit of dabbling in illustration. I'd spent a lot of my time in my 20s illustrating. I since turned all the knowledge that I'd gained from running my own illustration business, which went very well. It was a good, successful business. I was working with clients like Google and Saatchi and Saatchi and the BBC and Mars and Craft and Wired magazine and some great clients, given the fact that I hadn't been formally trained in art. And I learnt a lot during that process and I turned a lot of that information of running my own thing into a website called Red Lemon Club. That was a blog that came about as a result of me wanting this sort of innate need to share everything that I'd learned um, that I wasn't really getting anywhere else in terms of marketing and growing a business and being self-motivated and being a freelancer. All of those things I threw into Red Lemon Club, which was a blog that, uh, and you'll notice I've used the, the, the past tense there when I refer to Red Lemon Club. It's kind of still floating about, but it's no longer really being worked on. My main focus at the moment is coaching. I guess you could call it life coaching. It feels a little bit icky to call it that, but I really am fascinated in personal growth, personal development, and helping other people uh, come to life. And I say come to life because I've realized over the many years that I've been working with other people and working on myself One of my biggest, deepest passions is helping other people come to life, helping other people find their creative expression, helping other people really live a life that is free of barriers and resistance and unnecessary angst and all these things that hold us back. This is my real passion. So I guess coaching has been the most um, powerful, um, efficient, you could say, means for me to allow to get that message through to as many people as possible. And I do a bit of teaching and I do online courses and all that other stuff that people do these days. I, I do that. So it all start. let's go back and kind of rewind to what grew into what I've just talked about. Where did it all start? So I went to, let, let's skip a few years and let's go to sort of age 13 where I was dropped into the prison, you could say, of British boarding school 
And I found myself absolutely terrified for many, many months in the early stages of school there. And I was in a dorm with 11 other guys, you know, people throwing shampoo around every night and being horrible to each other and, you know, uh, lots of bullying and light teasing and everything in between. Um, And I just spent a lot of the time completely... Uh, terrified basically as a as a young as a young lad and this was quite surprising to me having spent a lot of my younger years as a class clown and an outgoing crazy little dude always energetic and passionate and as soon as I landed in this prison of school with no real way out I found myself very homesick and very just shut down and very a huge sense of being different to everyone else and this kind of created a lot of um what would, what would it be? I suppose a form of anxiety, and I was very depressed and not not happy at school for for a good while. Just as I was finding my bearings, and because I was shy, and because I was quiet, I got labelled as quiet, and I got labelled as being dull and boring and not wanting to in- get involved, and that made me shut down even more. And I got further and further back into my shell, and this created all kinds of anxieties and insecurities as I moved through my teens and into my twenties, and it cut off all kinds of opportunities for me in life. In my later years, I was avoidant in certain situations and social events gave me anxiety. Not all of them, but I I did have an unnecessary amount of social anxiety. The reason I'm going into all this is because I want to have one of the main threads that runs through my content and my podcast in particular is is the absolute importance that I want to bring to the world and bring to you of being able to accept your flaws and being okay with making mistakes. That for me, and a re- like truly absorbing the idea that we need to own our imperfections and we need to be okay with making mistakes and we need to be okay with criticism, that those have been absolutely mind-bogglingly game-changing because I have come from, and I'm sure everyone's had their own stories of, of, of stress and troubles, but my story of social fear and being terrified to raise my voice and being insecure and, and ashamed about not being the outgoing guy, that brought with it a lot of introspection and a lot of self-discovery and a lot of self-awareness. And I learned so much about not only myself, but humanity in general. And I've kind of dug down to the absolute core heart of what has really been the most powerful element in my turnaround from being shy, goofy dude into someone who is able to hold a conversation and is able to teach and is able to get on a stage in front of 2,000 people and make sense without, you know, melting into a a, a, a pile of, of, you know, nerves. Um, the real game changer for me was to accept my flaws and to allow myself to make mistakes. And I... I want to bring this message with more gusto than I have in the past. I want to really tell as many people and organizations and groups and people like you that making mistakes shouldn't only be something that we accept and be like, oh, it's information, it's useful. Yeah, it goes beyond that. Making mistakes and allowing us to make mistakes is is power because so many of us hold ourselves back in so many areas of life. And my story is simply a parallel to other ones, obviously, but it's it's a parallel. Everyone has their own story that is along the same kind of lines. And we allow ourselves to shut ourselves down because we don't want to make mistakes. And this held me back for a long time. I had in my mind the belief that I needed to hide all my mistakes, all my imperfections. And I had the belief in my mind that said, I must be perfect to be safe. I must be perfect to be safe. Do you have a similar belief that runs through you like a broken record? 
Ugh, sometimes I talk too fast. And if you've got this on 1.25 times or one one and a half speed, um, God save you. But basically, this is key. This is the message I want to share with more gusto. Well, not, not with more gusto than, than other messages, but this is a key, a key thread I want to weave through. And I really want to make it clear to you guys. You've got to embrace the fact that Everyone on this earth is flawed and has a tendency to be an idiot and has a tendency to be stupid and has a tendency to make mistakes. And that's fine. That's what connects us. I think it was Michael Neal, the coach and author who said, we need to be comfortable in our, uncon- what is it? our unconventional uniqueness or our conventional, what, what was the, I've, I've, I can't believe I'm sitting here in a podcast having forgotten a key quote. This happens quite a lot, so you might have to bear with me here. Um, Something to do with being not only unique, but also very much like everyone else, very conventional. I think conventional was the word he used. You might have to look this up. Be okay with being conventionally unique. So you're a lot like other people in many ways. And that's what causes a lot of anxieties is when we think that we're so different to everyone else and it's our ego speaking and we think we should rise above everyone else and we no one knows our problems and no one can relate to us and we feel so isolated. And No, we need to understand that we're deeply connected with everyone, especially on the very conventional level. So we're, you know, we're just like everyone else at a very unglamorous level. But at the same time, we're also extremely unique. And it's the combination of the two. So main message of this story here is that one of my game-changing realizations was, was the idea that by allowing myself to make mistakes, I was able to relax. I was able to um, start enjoying interacting with people again because I didn't have this mask I was putting on that kept me completely... Um, tight and nervous and worried about letting the cat out of the bag, so to speak. And by simply choosing to allow myself to to make mistakes and be vulnerable and say silly things, everything turned around. And that's going that applies to so many other things: business, marketing, networking, going out and meeting people, doing your creative work, painting, writing the next book. All of these things require you to be okay with making mistakes. So, if I was to leave you with one key message, having given you a very very rapid overview of my story and there are many other stories that I want to include in other other episodes be okay with making mistakes and you will find that with this with the acceptance of your imperfections you will begin to create in a way that you haven't seen before had you been not allowing yourself to make mistakes you will allow yourself Um, you will be able to open up an avenue of incredible creative expression, of incredible experience, because they work in both ways. If you don't allow yourself to make mistakes, you can't go up, you can't go higher, you can't expand yourself, you can't uh, really know who you are and really bring yourself, your full self to the table. Hope that made sense. I know that I'm sort of rambling here. I'm getting into the flow of podcasting again, so I hope you have faith in my abilities here, and I hope that this gave you some value Be okay with making mistakes, accept your flaws, accept um, your imperfections and know that your imperfections are what connect you with everyone else. And when you can really see that, really absorb it, really meditate on it, you will start to unwind in a positive way. 
I don't mean unravel mentally. I mean, you will unwind. You'll be able to feel less constricted and you'll feel the creativity bubble up again. Allow yourself to be imperfect. Have fun. Make sure you subscribe to wherever you're listening to this audio on. Do send me some feedback. I think if you go to Anchor, you're able to send me an audio message, which which would be awesome. And do like this, um, this audio if you liked it. See you in the next episode.